goodness, oh my goodness, we are back like the Hess truck, and we're better than ever for Christmas this year. It, uh, it's Mr. Drew Olson. Drew, how are you? I'm well. Happy holidays, or something. Thank you, thank you, Drew. And I'm Kyle Carvello, and we're back with the field report. We're back. It didn't die. It's it's still a thing, I promise. Yeah, it is. We're We're still alive and kicking, and we're bringing your reports in the field, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, Drew, what have what have you been up to? Uh, I have been trying to get Hillary Clinton elected president. How'd um, that go for you? <laughs> not great. Not great. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now I'm uh, just recording podcasts between uh, fits of crying. Fair. It's fair. What, no. What, I... what are you up to? Drinking heavily. Yeah. A lot of heavy drinking, you know, brown alcohols, toying with the idea of methamphetamines, but you know, that's just what you're doing the side. But uh, I'm podcasting again with you, so I'm pretty happy about that. Hey, life is good, man. Yeah. You moved into a new place, it looks like? Is that a new, uh, yeah. new location you're recording in? Yes. Yeah, it's been a long time since we've podcasted. Yeah, it has. Yeah, I, yeah, I got married in July, so. I have a new roommate here. Let's see if he wants to come say hello. It's Mr. That's- Kitty. That's an adorable cat. Oh, he we, we should probably get Brian back on the show because he got a he's got cats that I'm pretty sure we'll have to meet your cat and they can podcast it out if they want. Yeah. This is this is a top notch podcasting that we're doing right now. Oh yeah, honestly, this is quality material. But it's not like we have much to talk about. I mean, the Timbers got knocked out of the playoffs and uh, pretty or not they did. Not out of the playoffs. I stopped they watching the playoffs. Oh, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. But um, so I guess we probably should dive into the reason why we do. Podcast, the Portland Timbers. Yeah. Where do we where do we even begin with this? Like, <laughs> I mean, subpar play, lack of ideas, um, the fact that our wings were pretty much useless going down the stretch. Injuries plagued the entire season. Um, Milano is possibly a bigger flop than Chris Boyd. Total. Um, I mean, that might be a hot take, but that's my opinion. It's Probably going to have the same result. I think we're going to end up buying out Milano as well, it looks like. All right, so, so let's just kind of run into, like, uh, what are your thoughts on the overall 2016? Um, well, obviously failure. Uh, didn't make, didn't get out of the group stage in Champions League. Didn't do anything in the Open Cup. Didn't make the MLS playoffs. So that's, you know, pretty much a failure in all three major yes. competitions. Agreed. Um, I think we even won the pre the Providence Invitational, did we in preseason? Um, um, but it's because you know, obviously it's some terrible. But can you think of any bright spots from the whole season? Because I have a hard time thinking of like, anything that really shone out. Like, oh, yeah, this is great going forward. I think um, I think Jake Gleason is a bright spot. I mean, obviously, you know, getting a DUI and acting like an idiot is not a bright spot. But his play on the field, I thought, was really um, really made me hopeful. Um, he clearly isn't quite as good in distribution as Quarase, but I think pretty obviously much better shot stopper. Shot stopper. Um, and he's comes at like quarter of the price tag. Um, so I think that is something to be hopeful about. I think Darren Maddox uh is something to be hopeful about if he can stay healthy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna... 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I agree with you. I think he's very creative going forward. Uh, I think early on we saw him be a little bit too selfish with the ball sometimes, but as he got more used to the team, you know, he opened up and, uh, he was more of a team player, but still, uh, injuries kind of have to stop me from saying he could be a starter. I mean, well, a sub- I think when he's healthy, he's proven himself to be the starter. Um, the question is, so do you let him start? risk potential injury and hope that his backup can slot in almost as, as close to a like for like as possible? Or do you have Darren Maddox be a super sub knowing you're going to get a high quality super sub and he's a threat going forward? Um, I mean, obviously you want a better player. He's obviously the best left wing option we have on the roster right now. I don't think there's any question about that. But, but hold on. So even if you run down the roster, that's not saying too much. I mean, no, it's who not. else? Exactly. I mean, Barmby. What, Barmby? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Uh, I just, my no, guess no, is some I, I depth at that position will be, hopefully, they'll be going for in the offseason. Uh, so another criticism I have of Maddox. I think going forward, we need two two-way wingers. You can't, I mean, we need Rodney, we need Rodney Wallace on both sides. And, you know, if Nagby's playing on one side, that's fine. He, he, he tends to track back if he, if necessary. He'll play on the defensive side. But we essentially need a winger like Rodney. We need Rodney Wallace. Come on. I mean. Yeah, I mean, there's only one Rodney Wallace tonight. He's, you know, he's getting, he's, he was on, uh, what he played in that, uh, USA Mexico game. Or sorry, USA Costa Rica game the other night. Um, yes, he did. I, I think he's relatively happy. He's finally getting some playing time in Brazil, I believe, is where he is. Yes. Uh, Rafik? Rafik? I don't know. I don't um, know. No idea. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, I, I think, honestly, he's a rare type of player in MLS. Um, I think MLS generally, most you think of wings, you mostly think of the attacking-minded ones. Uh, and, you know, Wallace was not great defensively, honestly. He just was willing to do the work to get back. Um, but you know, that helps so much when it comes to closing down players, especially when you need sure. both your fullbacks to push forward. At the same time, you need your wings to go back if necessary. Yeah, I think he fit in really well with Viafania, who also liked to get forward, and so they were able to cover for each other a little more. Um, I mean, honestly, since Viafania left as well, I actually think it's been less necessary for our left wing to get for uh, to get back because uh, the left uh, defender, whoever that may be, um, yeah. has mostly been hanging back more, be it Valentin or Taylor or um, even Cludy, um when he was alive. Uh, they've been far more defensive minded. Oh, I got to stop you. Hold on. So um, I did win a a T two third jersey. That's awesome. And I Tuesday? Had to, I, I had to get the Clutie one. That's awesome. That's right, I saw that. that. Yep. That's right, you that won made the me auction very happy. That's really cool. Uh, it's the hoops, right? Yep. Yeah, they don't even, like, sell those, I don't believe, so that's, nope, that's uh... like, Clutie, you know. That's kick-ass. Uh, I was pretty happy about that. Is he, yeah, I, okay. I suppose he's coming back, right? It wasn't a loan to buy for Minnesota when we loaned him out? I thought we sold him to Minnesota. He's still on the official roster. Is he? Yeah, yeah. Then uh, maybe we do. I mean, I'm not super sure, but um, I, I can't imagine he stays going forward. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's going to be a T2 player, but or, I mean, who knows? He, he did. Did he start for Minnesota at the end of the season? I honestly stopped keeping I, I, track. 
Yeah, I didn't pay attention to him remotely. But they're, so. they're obviously entering the league, so it'll be interesting to see. If... I mean, again, he also could, if he does say with Minnesota, they might want him just as the MLS experience, as a depth piece, who knows. Yeah. But I guess, so overall, I feel like there was a lot. I feel going into 2016, we made a lot of gambles on a lot of positions, hoping that they would pan out. And none of them did. I mean... We're hoping Cody well, we didn't be, make many gambles, right? I mean, both wings it, were kind of a gamble. Uh, well, our left the, back situation was a gamble. The center back situation was kind of a gamble. I don't um, think the right wing was a gamble. I mean, that had Espria and Milano, who had played both played well down the stretch and are on the MLS Cup. I think it was safe to assume that one of them would have worked out. Um, the, to me, the gamble was that we did not get depth for them. We had we there, the gamble was that they were going to pan out 100, percent and if they didn't, we were kind of screwed. I mean, do some. Yeah, but you have to take some of those gam- make some of those gambles. I mean, you do. I don't disagree with that. You really do, especially in the salary cap league as tight as it is in MLS. It's just I kind of were hoping that like maybe we'd have seen something come up from T two from depth if necessary. But we, you saw when we had to bring Barmby in that we didn't have a plan B for anything if anything went wrong. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the real, honestly, I would still say today. um the left left wing is more of a problem than right wing, even though I'd agree with that. Okay. Powell's gotten better. I think he's sort of solidified himself going forward even more. Like I, I never thought I was in at any risk, but I thought he's he's still getting better. I mean, one on one, he's phenomenal. Yeah, he's also. I mean, he needs to improve his passing. The lack of progression there is a little concerning. At American Soccer Analysis, we did a uh, expected passing completion rates, uh, and he, Powell was the worst in the league for a field player, as far as passing is concerned. But again, like, he's, he's only 21, he's 21, right? 21, yeah, 22? I think so, He's yeah. young. I mean, yeah. it's one of the things, like, I'm still very comfortable with his ability to shut down his side if necessary. Yeah, I think defensively he's, he's proven himself well over. Um, it's just getting forward. He's such a... A liability. Yeah. A liability. Yeah. Uh, so I guess, what do you expect for 2017? I mean, obviously we're going to be making moves. This this will be a semi rebuilding year. Um, I don't know that it necessarily needs to be a rebuilding year. I think if we can get someone to consistently play left back, consistently play left wing, uh, and can figure out we probably need some depth at right wing, especially if we offload Milano. I mean, this team still has the talent to get in the playoffs and make a run. Um. I don't think that we need to rebuild at all. I think the core of Nagby, Valeri, Chara, um, Jake Gleason, Adi, if he stays, I think that's as good as any core in the league. It's just the wing players that we need to lock down. Uh, so if we can find some, some people to fill in there, then I think that's, what, you know, we could be, we have the potential to go back to MLS Cup next year. I don't think it needs to be a rebuild. Do you see, do you think it has to be a rebuild? Um, to me, there's a lot of variables in here. The biggest one, is a uh, does Adi stay or not? Because if Adi leaves, then I think uh, it kind of is a rebuild. Just because you how how do you replace Adi? I mean, it's so hard. I mean, he's yeah, been they'd have to bring waiting. someone else in if if and when he moves. I mean, the nice thing about selling him is they're always obviously going to probably make some money off of his sale. Yes. Um, so hopefully we'd be able to reinvest that. Uh, he's not even a DP. So, uh, especially so, if they get rid of Milano, then there's the possibility that they could... He could become a DP. Yeah. Um, I think it's, you know, Ridgewell will not be a DP this year, and I, 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 
I'm convinced the writing's on the wall that Milano will be gone. I can't see us just investing into him for another year like this. I mean, um, the, the, there is an argument that he would stay, which is that we have so much money invested in him. Obviously, no other team's going to take on that salary. Um, and but so, we can buy off the and contract. He's, and I think yeah, he's but, but he, you know, if, if you take away his DP status and his contract, he's a mid-level bench MLS player, right, that could come on and late, late in games and do fine. Um, I think you also need to does that what is that what he wants at a young age, especially when right, he was right. playing so well at Lanús. I mean, I I don't think that's something he'd want to be. I mean, I mean coming in the guy was a an Argentine and U twenty three. He played for the really? he played for, yeah he had a few caps for the youth system that were very relative or very recent to when he transferred to the Timbers and he was starting up for Lanús game in game out. So, I mean, I can't see him wanting to stay on the bench for a season. I mean, it's just, Yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't seem likely. I mean, for for him, for us... It just but I also don't see him wanting to take a pay cut, so who knows? But again, why would we continue to pay him anything close to what he's getting now for a bench? I mean, especially because that's just... He, well, they'd I, have I to pay him. him. They'd have to buy him out. They'd have to pay him. It's just that whether he would count against the salary cap and a roster spot is obviously the issue. So again, I mean, let's work with the notion that we're going to have two DP slots okay. going into next year. Um, I say you, you, you definitely need to use one to keep Adi if he wanted to. Even, even if you know. I mean, he just signed a new contract, so really, I would say. But Timbers are not going to hold him back. Yeah. I mean, if somebody comes in for the right money, obviously they're not going like, to. No. I mean. Well, they've done that already. Uh... Well, they did that mid-season. Yeah. For very obvious reasons. Yeah. But again, you know, I mean, if, if Audi's not happy here, I mean, you saw things like, you know, he missed the plane to Seattle. I mean, yeah. come on. You don't want to hold the player against their will. Especially, you know, you need to have a performing striker nonetheless. And if he's not going to give 100%, you might well try to get some money and reinvest. And he had again, some interview he with, be, uh, he had some interview with Nigerian media in the last week or so where he said something like, uh, yeah, I definitely want to move on. Like, I love Portland, but uh, I would like to go to Liga MX or wherever where I can get more. He wants to play more for the national team, and for whatever reason, he doesn't yes. think he can do that in MLS. Oh, I'm not sure if he's a thing, but maybe the national team does not think he can do that. I mean, but that's not necessarily accurate because we do have – I'm pretty sure we have Nigerian internationals in MLS. Maybe only one, but do I think we? there's one. I don't know. Possibly. I wouldn't be shocked. I don't know any um, Nigerian internationals. Uh, well, isn't – um. Orokoyo, isn't he a Nigerian international? No idea. He might be. Any hoo-ha. Um, I mean, again, I would like to use a DP slot in him if he wants to stay. I mean, I yeah. think it's very, that's worth, that's a good investment. Sure. And the other one you have to use on a wing player. I mean, but more an established wing player. I mean, what else are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, you, maybe you could do an, uh, a nice defensive midfielder at number six. We're kind of lacking there. Um, you know, with Jewsbury leaving. You don't really have him. I mean, Zemanski can kind of fill in there, but I don't know if we're going to be very confident with him going forward. Yeah, you know, Char is also getting up there, so maybe you kind of start getting his replacement ready just because I mean, he's, what, 31, 32? He's not, a, he's not he's young just anymore. 30, but yeah. But again, like, you, he's, you need he a definitely so, seems like he may have lost a, a step. I mean, I think he's still one of the best defensive midfielders in the league, but. Um, Maybe a little bit slower than he used to be. 
and again, I think you mean even if it's coming through T two, we gotta start looking at a, a future ball winner. And then I mean I think that both center or I think the center backs are actually a pretty big question across the board. I mean we so need to bring Will Johnson back. <laughs> if you look at the offseason, we made so many in hindsight at the time they were they made a lot of sense. But you look at the time now and you're like, Wow, we kinda fucked up. But I mean I'm looking at our center backs here, we got we got Ridgewell, uh, Stephen Taylor, Jermaine Taylor, Orokoyo, and then Borchers. Out of those, I'm not convinced Borchers will be coming back, uh, just because you know he's definitely at the very end of his career. And he's coming off a pretty serious injury, um, so I mean maybe he stays on some kind of some kind of capacity, but I can't see him being a starter. Um, I thought Stephen Taylor Stephen Taylor was a huge disappointment. Uh, Jermaine Taylor, maybe he stays as a super sub. And the you know, Ridgewell definitely, you know, he had injuries all season. And if he goes out on loan again, I'm just gonna be, I mean, what the fuck? I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and Ridgewell's and Gleason are probably both gonna be suspended to start the season. Yes, they will. Um, so, we're definitely gonna need some more center back depth. I mean, it, it, you gotta think they see something in our Okoyo. Um, you hope so. I mean, he was young. We only saw him for that Vancouver game, but I thought he, I mean, he looked like, you know, a decent athlete. Nothing concerned me about him. I mean, we already – the game was over at that point, but – Yeah, I don't mean, I don't think we can make any judgments about him really off of that game. Um, I thought Jermaine Taylor was fine this season. I think he's a quality bench. You know, if you need someone to fill in if someone gets injured, I think that's fine. I think Valentin was fine too. Um, I, see, I was a – Valentin just didn't seem like he fit our system well at all. I thought he was a uh, he was better out wide, but well, that's what I mean. Yeah, I I think Valentin on the back is, is probably logical left back to start this season. I just point. think again, I'm just not convinced that our center backs are all solidified in who they're going to be, and if we even have the tools and system right now. So I mean, I'm not sure. Again, a lot again, a lot of it depends if Adi stays or not. But if Adi leaves, I think it, we're in a full rebuild mode. Because you have to start looking, like, are we going to go try to find a like-for-like for Audi and try to keep the system similar? Or do we try to find somebody who can kind of maybe help us go into a 4-3-3 again? There's a lot of questions with this roster. I mean... I think there's going to be a lot of turnover. I think we can anticipate a lot of... I mean, Grabovoy's gone. Uh, Jewsbury is gone. I think it's unlikely that Borchers will be back. Espria is still under, officially under contract. He's gone. Milano is probably going to be gone. Um, I think we can probably safely say Beasler is going to be gone. Akugo. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the clock has run out on Taylor Pay. Um, even Jack McInerney is getting a big paycheck from not contributing a lot. Andy Toma was on a first team contract. Yeah, I can't uh, see that big thing. Yeah. It's just. Yeah, no, there's, there's a, a lot of questions. I think there's a potential. I mean, I think there's the potential that we could see half the team change um, in the next couple of months. I mean, again, the, the nice part is if if Audi stays, I feel a lot better with our spine just being kind of. I forgot intact. about Vetus. Somehow I forgot about Vetus. I I see him saying I don't see him. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I I guess I meant when I said Valentino uh, was going to start left back. I think it's going to be Vetus, obviously. Who who's Kind of reminds me of uh, Mike Chabala in that he's good at going forward, but one of the sure. worst one-on-one defenders I've ever seen. Um, 
but serviceable, I think, for an MLS left back. Yeah, I mean, I, there's nothing that, other than the the few penalties he kind of gave up, nothing was glaring wrong with him. I mean, once a game, he'd get beaten down the sideline, dribbled past, uh, but it's going to happen to most most players. Yeah. He, I yeah. think he offered more getting forward that, you know, you think he about did. that, you know, the uh, that game, uh, was it against uh, no, who was it against the home game where he drew two penalties in the first half? Um, oh, uh, <laughs> blocked it from our memory. One of the last, just yeah. a lot of seasons, kind of a blocked at this point. Yeah. Um, People are yelling. That's Seattle. No, it wasn't Seattle. Oh, it was oh. it was uh, Colorado because Tim Howard saved yes. the PK at the end of the game. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. They the half. Yeah. Uh, cool. Um. Yeah. So, uh, here's a thought exercise. The expansion draft is coming up. We get to protect 11 players. Who do you protect? You have to protect DPs, don't you? Isn't that a rule? I don't, no, I don't think so. Pretty sure that's not a rule. Okay, so let's say it's not. Um, so obviously, you're gonna protect Valeri, Nagby, uh, Adi, if, there's a piece of under contract. I mean, he's under contract. So yeah, Adi. Um, I'd say Gleason. I guess I would keep Ridgewell. But at the same time, if I mean, the problem is you don't get you get 50k in uh, general allocation if somebody takes him. So yeah, I would keep Ridgewell. Uh, I'd keep Powell. I'd keep Vitas. Chara. I'd probably take Zemanski too. I guess Maddox, but other than that, no one's jumping out at me that I would like. I have to keep this player. Yeah. Uh, yes, you do not have to protect DPS. Okay. So, so I think Valeri, Nagby, Gleason, Powell, Vitas, probably. Yeah. Audi, obviously, that's six. Um. Wow. The problem is I, I can't think of eleven players I would keep. Chara. Um probably Maddox, because he's cheap enough. Yeah. That's eight. Um Wow. Yeah, that no, sucks. I know. <laughs> exactly. Like you just look at this list and you're like, if somebody would give me fifty K for that, that's fine. Like, come on. Maybe like Nico Brett or something? Um, I guess Zemanski. Wow, yeah. I can't even get to 11. That's only 10. That's a reach. I guess Jack Mack. Although, having him taken might be a blessing in disguise. Because yeah. I would take his salary out. Um. Yep. Valentine, maybe? But again, like, yeah. I wouldn't be heartbroken if we lost him. Yeah, he's cheap. He's a good value, though. He's cheap, so he's probably worth it. The, the problem is, like, there's... Oh, there's not 11 players on this list that jump out at me like, oh yeah, we gotta keep this guy. No, definitely not. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. What does that say? I mean, it just says that, I mean... We just have no depth, right? Like, I, I, yeah. I stand by the belief that I think we have as good a core set of five or six players as any team in the MLS. It's just there's nobody behind them. Um, and that's what screwed us up this year. I mean, once because we, yeah. I mean, I've never seen a team this get hit this bad with the injury bug and you know the uh, 
six seasons I've been following MLS as much as I've been following it. So really, it was just, I wasn't I following it. Like, who's been hit worse than this? If it, does anything come out, I jump out to you. I mean, Dallas has been hit pretty hard. Um, and then they've, they've still always been very because they they have depth. The I mean, they were the best team in the league, and they got punked by Seattle. Um, so I don't know. Um, I, I think yeah, it was probably in the heavier side for injuries, but I don't think it was necessarily. To me, it, it just felt worse because our depth is so bad. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. It felt so significant. We had no backup yeah. plan. Well, and we were counting on Milano and Espria, and neither of them came through. Yeah, I mean, this was kind of a perfect summer of what, what happens when you don't have adequate depth. And the Dover talks about the, the salary cap league that we have. But it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, who... I guess, what do you identify as the biggest need going into 17? Like, what's the first thing you're shopping for if you're, uh, if you're Wilkinson? Uh, I think this is... Well, I guess it depends on what they think of Steven Taylor and Arakoyo. Um If they think those guys, you know, maybe, like, Steven Taylor was just getting adjusted to MLS, which is, you know, even Ridgewell took a while to adjust. Um, Very possible. If, if, they, if they think they're solid in the back and that they can – I mean, I, I still think – well, they probably still need to get center back depth because Ridgewell's going to be gone for an extended period of time, likely. Um yeah, I think what Marco Papa got like ten games, missed ten uh, games or something. When I he think got his DUI. So I, I, I would imagine they're gonna miss a significant. You know, that's a third of the season. So uh, if if he, and that actually gets another point, which is we're probably gonna need a goalkeeper depth. I mean, Kanapka, I guess. I don't even know if he's still under contract, but he was a starting goalkeeper with yeah. Toronto, and they suck. Um, yep. I did I did think that Wade Hamilton was good for T two. Uh, especially down the stretch, so that is something to look forward to. So maybe they think he can fill into that spot, but unfortunately, goalkeeper depth might be important as well. Um, biggest, I mean, I still think, yeah, I guess I would say a center back, and then probably a close second would be a winger or two, probably wingers on on maybe the right side is a bigger priority than the left side at this point. Um, but yeah, we just need we need some some wing depth. Now, do you think Zemanski kind of takes that number six role? Well, yeah, I mean, who the, slots I next think to he's Chara? the backup. Um, well, who slots next to Chara then? If we're playing, if we're gonna stay with the uh, the four two three one, who's next to Chara? It's I mean it is Zemanski. Um, I so still the, don't I mean, think I don't still don't think that's Porter's preferred formation. Neither but. do I. But the fact is, when you have. It, you, if you have questions on your back line, you have to have the defensive coverage. Yeah, you exactly. Can't, you can't yeah, let totally. the league schools like that. Yeah, yeah. So I think oh, yeah, I think we'd all love to see the uh, inverted triangle come back, but yeah, I mean, and they are going to have to. You mean losing Grabovoy and, and uh, Jewsbury? I mean, those are our that was our midfield depth last season, pretty much the entirety yep. of it. So that's those are obviously two really important depth pieces that they're going to need to to fill in. Um, It'll be, I'll be curious to see if they decide to go the same route and go with some, like, veteran guys uh, that have been around the league. That seems to be Porter's preferred, uh, type of player that's got some MLS experience. Uh, but who knows? Maybe they'll try to get somebody, get somebody younger. Um, maybe, yeah, maybe our new director of scouting and 
recruitment. <laughs> well, just, just perhaps he can find somebody. Um, yeah. and I didn't quite understand this uh, appointment. I mean, I mean, for those, I'm sure everybody's heard at this point, but uh, Grabovoy was appointed to the position of director of scouting and recruitment for the Timbers. Uh, I guess it's good that you're increasing your scouting, your your people that will scout for you, and either you know. That's a big title, though. That's a big title for someone that apparently is. Yeah. He's not not a scout. He is the director of scouting. Which is weird for me because I know the Timbers, they contract with another, hold on, not breaking news here, uh, contract with another, the scouting agency, basically. um, Sure. They have scouts nationwide. Like, I've I've met some here on the East Coast um, that, like, it was, they, they don't officially work for the Timbers, but, like, the Timbers logo was on the guy's business card. Um, so it's, um, a little confusing to me that, you know, we have professionals, no offense to grab a boy, but. Yeah, no, I understand what you're saying, like, what qualifies him for this position? Yeah, I mean, being a player, obviously he's an MLS legend and probably knows a lot about the league, but I don't know. The director? Yeah, scouting and recruitment, I mean, recruitment kind of makes a little more sense, maybe that's. I don't, I don't even understand that completely, but yeah, this is a, it's an odd, odd title. I wonder if it sounds bigger than it is. I don't know. Possibly, and then Jewsbury is director of business development, which seems, which is, I guess, both of them are directors, so maybe it's just a title thing and right. they're not actually that important. Um, but, but you can see Jewsbury being kind of a brand ambassador, you know? Oh yeah, no, definitely. That one didn't confuse me so much as Grabber was did. But. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jewsbury's, Got his roots in the community and you know, yeah, everyone club legend. Grab a boy, been here one year, yep. and I don't know. It it is a little bit of a head scratcher. I am kind of hoping and actually kind of assuming that it's they're not as they don't have the influence that the titles suggest. But who knows? Yeah, it's interesting. That's uh, that's for damn sure. I mean, I mean. In the past, it doesn't seem like Porter puts much emphasis on drafting to the first team. And, you know, that, oh, so much of that depends on your position anyway, but... I mean, we I haven't mean, drafted anybody for the first team besides Starlington Agby, right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of... I, I think possibly Jamie Goldberg said this, uh, I want to say before the 16 season started, that if you need to use the draft to fill out your roster, then obviously you're doing something wrong. I understand that logic, but you see some really good young players coming into the league right now. I mean, if we could get a guy like Jack Harrison, I would be thrilled. I mean, Jack Harrison for City played pretty impressively at the beginning of the season. All we have to yeah. do is be one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, exactly. Which is <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to the Maryland uh, playoff game later today. They're the top team in the country undefeated. Yeah. have, I think, like as many as like four players that are going to MLS next season, so... Maybe I'll, I'll let you know if I learn anything. Seen anybody good? Any potential wingers? You know, yeah. Actually, they do have a center draft. back who's supposed to be really highly, uh, rated, but he's probably gonna go too high for our, I don't even know what pick we have, do you? Uh, I uh, guess we're gonna be in the lower, lower half. We're definitely in the lower half. So, uh, kind of. I mean, so right now, the order is going to go from first to the Timbers. 
I can't remember who's going first, but either Atlanta, Minnesota, one, two. It goes Minnesota. Oh, I got it here. Minnesota, Atlanta, Chicago, Houston, Columbus, San Jose, Vancouver, Orlando, uh, Columbus. They traded yep. New England for that. Um, and then Portland at 10. So, I mean, it's not nothing to brag about. Yeah. But, I mean, unless there's somebody border seas that we trade up, but still, that that's not going to do anybody much good at 10. Yeah. But again, when did, didn't Seattle pick up Christian Roldan, like, super late? Yeah, there's always a gym or two in the later rounds. Uh, the MLS draft, especially compared to the other American sports, that was such a... Yeah. It's not nearly as valuable, obviously. But, I mean, do I think the question I'm asking is, do the Timbers draft well? I mean, you'll get our draft picks on Beasley. I mean, we got to... I, I think some people do draft well. I mean, the Galaxy have drafted pretty well. Yeah. Uh, no, Seattle we haven't, draft no, well. at all. Ever. Exactly. And I, I mean, maybe it's an option we kind of look for, for depth that could... I mean, again... All right, you ready for... Here, falls. I have the full list of draft picks that the Timbers have, have had. Carlton Belmar. Yeah. Okay. Nick Beasler. Nico Brett, yep. to be decided. Seth yep. Caspi, no idea who that is. Never heard of him. George Vichive, I guess that was a success. Yeah. Wade Hamilton, jury's still out, but possibly. Doug Herrick, no idea who that is. Miguel Ibarra, oof, that's the one that got away. Yeah, what's the um, that one? Andrew Jean-Baptiste, nope. Brendan, he was alright. He was okay. He's not in the league anymore, though. No. Uh, Brendan King, don't know who that is. Nikita Kotlov, no idea who that is. Aaron Long, no idea who that is. Anthony Manning, no longer on the team. David Mavis, no idea who that is. Trevor Morley, no idea. Taylor Mueller, no idea. Darlington Nagby, hey. Taylor Pay, hey. Ben Polk, maybe. Andy Toma, maybe. Shiloh Shuma, nope. And Christian Valeski, no idea. So. Yeah, I mean. Three quarters, or maybe half the players I've never even heard of that we've drafted. Obviously didn't even make the team. I mean, a lot of those are, like, second-round picks that were outsiders to make the squad anyway, but... Um, it just says, I mean, do we... Do the Timbers take full advantage of the draft, even for T2? I mean, Beeler hasn't gotten starting minutes for T2 frequently. I mean... I think he's done, right? No, oh yeah, I can't see him staying any longer. Yeah. I mean, they are high on Nico Brett. Um, yeah, I mean, we might see some stuff coming around, but does... He, he played for the first team once or twice, right? Uh, I'm not sure in a competitive match. Maybe one competitive sure. match? He came off the bench, I think. He might have gotten one appearance. But I'm not sure, to be honest with you. A lot of the season was a wash for me, Drew. Yeah. It's a, a bit of a blur. And one yet, mediocre um, performance to the next. Yeah, and yet we continue to uh, to relive it. Yeah, he played in one game and played one minute. <laughs> so there you go. Good for him. Yeah. So again, I mean, maybe that's something we look at. Going forward, I mean, maybe you you do want to try to trade up a little bit, and if there is somebody who can provide some kind of quality depth going forward, and, you know, I'm not saying somebody comes on for an additional 20, 15 minutes at the end of the game who can maybe provide something going forward, or maybe he's a two-way player who can help you on defense if you need it. I'm saying it's, it's something that I think we've failed to take advantage of when we possibly need to invest a bit more effort into it. Yeah. What, uh... Who do you th- what should the priority signing be, do you think? I think it's got to be on the wing. I mean, to me, 
Left or right, or both? I want to say the left, because I nag me complaining. But we actually, I mean, I would, uh, we were both saying, like, Maddox, I would say is our best winger. (laughs) Right? But the question is, where do you put Nagby? Right, I I guess that depends on if you are thinking of Nagby in the center or in the wing. That's a good point. Because again, someone, I mean, if we go back to the inverted triangle, then he can play in the middle, which is where I think we all want him to play. But Porter seems to like the idea of him playing as an inverted winger, even though he's not as effective. I mean, he's great, you know, keeping the ball and penetrating going forward, but him and Powell never seem to really work out that great because you need power to go forward, and we all know that doesn't work out that great. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess that makes sense if we think of him as the right wing. Yeah. But, I mean, even so, if we are operating under the assumption Milano's gone, then we, who's our backup right wing no, behind I, Nagby? I, we literally I, yeah. don't have one. I guess Barnby? Ooh. I'm not convinced he even stays. I mean, I think he wants to stay, but I don't. I know we know so little about Jack Barnby as like even a person or a player. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we knew that he kind of came into that Orlando game early on in the season, and that was just god awful. So, assuming we did pick up some depth on the right wing, what kind of player are you thinking? I mean, I I guess the the deal is you always want a younger player that has potential. Yes. Um, that said. It would probably be easier to get, you know, someone. It's it's weird, too, because as an expansion year, there's two new teams, so the talent pool is going to be a little, you know, a little thinner. So, um, and I imagine those teams will be wanting to get some MLS depth as well. So it's, yeah, those the expansion portion of it makes us kind of throw a wrench in, in things if you're trying to get experience in most players. So maybe they're going to refocus on the draft, maybe. I'm just I'm not saying it's something you should use to fill out your team, but I have no problem with using the draft for depth. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the only problem there, obviously, is that we've always sucked. We, I mean, we've never had a, besides Nagby, Other than we've never had a player, yep. I guess Fochive. But again, like, we could we couldn't afford to keep him, which is, in hindsight, awesome well, we, kind of a shame. Well, we could have kept him. We, we just, I think we made some money on that sale. Possibly, but in hindsight, it probably would have been a good idea if we kept him, too. Sure could have used him this year. Exactly. Yeah. This is a, a going to be a very interesting offseason to see what moves we make. I mean, you hope that, I mean, I'm kind of surprised we have not heard news already. I mean, we're recording on, what's today? Today's well, I think the league embargoes anything until after MLS Cup. I mean, I it might have, you know, usually things start slipping out. But. Contracts, though. I'm pretty sure, like, if somebody's gone, you can make moves. I don't know if you can sign new players. I mean, obviously it's happening, I just don't think it can be formally announced. But yeah, I mean, you hope we make moves as soon as we can, because I think we're going to need to get players in and gelling much quicker than I think anyone feel comfortable with. I, I don't see us making just a handful of moves. I think there's going to be quite a few. Even if just depth pieces, you need people to, you need people to get acclimated sooner rather than later. Yeah, I think that's right. I think we're going to see a lot of turnover, because um, there was going to be a lot, and then we've also had, you know, retirements and other things happen. So yeah. I think this is going to be one of the more, probably the biggest change between off seasons since Porter became coach. I yeah. imagine. So hopefully, hopefully our new uh, director of scouting and recruitment uh, is good at this job. Nice flair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll be interesting, though. And, uh, you know, we might have a another away game coming up this year with Atlanta, which would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, 
what, I guess there's a 50-50 shot that it'll be in Atlanta, huh? Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Have they announced the conference alignment? I assume Minnesota's going to be in the Western Conference yes. in Atlanta. Yes, they are. Okay. Um, huh. So we'll be playing Minnesota three times. That's Or twice, depending on how. I, I, I would assume three don't times. We, don't we play all not, conference teams three no, times and out of conference once? Not. We only played Colorado twice this year. And we played San Jose twice, too. No, we played Colorado three times because we played them twice at home and then once in Colorado, right? I don't think it's I, – I'm pretty sure you do certain ones three and certain ones two. Okay. I don't – we played Houston twice, didn't we? But, yeah, so anyway, I mean, I think the Minnesota will be nice, and that's not – for some of our Midwestern people, that would be a nice game for them to get to. So we'll probably, hopefully, have some people going to that going forward. And, yeah, maybe we'll have another away day to uh, – Yeah, I'll definitely be in Atlanta if we, if we have a game there. That's really exciting. I've never been to Atlanta. Yeah. I've been wanting to go, so – That'd be cool. Never been to Minnesota either, for that matter, but less excited. Where, they play, this is a stupid question, I assume they're in Minneapolis? Yeah. Uh, possibly St. Paul. Yeah, same thing, right? Yeah, now it's just across the river. We played Houston three times, and Colorado three times, I win. Yeah, we play in-conference teams three times, and out-of-conference teams once. Alright. season. I win. One to nothing. You go, Drew. Thanks. Look at you go. Yep. But yeah, I mean, that could be fun. Uh, we're gonna be playing in Montreal. We're not gonna have New England. Yeah, they usually announce the schedule late January, is that right? Depends. They've released it as early as like mid-December in the past. No. Yeah, I think a couple years ago, I think they did it as early as mid-December. Yeah. Last year it was legit late January, I wanna say. It was yeah, definitely one of the, late. I think it was later than usual last year though, so. Yep. And it, honestly, it may be later than usual this year too, because they got to add in these new teams. But. but I think the, the one part we didn't touch on, uh, God, we can't play in CCL to save our lives mm. at all. I mean, that, I was very disappointed with that, just because I thought we could have taken Supreze at home. I really thought we could have. But I mean, we had suspensions for stupid yellow cards in that game, and I was like, come on. I, I wanted it pretty badly. I felt so much better about that game than the. Vancouver game to end the season, though, because that game, like, obviously we had our second, maybe third choice lineup, because everybody was suspended, um, yep. and the players that did play, you could tell they were putting their all in, and Porter was clearly devastated in the postgame, um, yeah. but obviously the Vancouver game, where we pulled a USA versus Costa Rica, um, God, that's actually a really good comparison, isn't it? On the road, in another country... Down, I guess we didn't lose 4-0, but we were down 4-0, um, just gave up, and... Um, yeah, remind me a lot of that USA Fisher area, vice versa. Um, just again, we've we, we've never had the two times we've been in CCL, we've never had easy groups. I'll say that, but still, yeah. But I thought we were better than both Olympia and Saprisa. Yeah, Saprisa is no slouch. Um, they're not. Neither is Olympia. I mean, again, they're they're quality teams, but it doesn't mean I don't think we're not better than them. And agreed. we should have been able to. I mean, the Olympia game, we had a stupid mistake at home, and, you know, that is what it is. But I thought we should have been able to take Sabrina at home to make it through that. Yep. Yep. Um, again, it's the importance of depth in MLS. It's incredibly yeah. hard because it's a solid cap league uh, to have. You know, they, people always say the difference between MLS and Liga MX is that it's not that the top players are equal. I mean, you could argue that the best players in MLS are better than the better best players in Liga MX, but the difference is that the 15th, 16th, 18th person on the roster in Liga MX yep. is miles ahead of the 
same player in, in MLS. So, yeah. um, that's, that's why, you know, in a way it's the punishment for making it too far in the CCL and, you know, having, you know, people say MLS doesn't have enough competition. Um, but if the Timbers, uh, had been out of the playoff contention, then you can bet their asses they would have put everything they had into CCL and instead they had to save yeah. some guys for um, the last yeah. game of the regular season. So, too many teams make the playoffs, but it is an argument because well, that's also becoming smaller now. It's becoming smaller. Yeah, only only game. half the teams are going to make the playoffs this year. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny we think back to that season where we uh, had to win to make it in and then get some help and. Still miss the playoffs. Was that was that only two years ago? Three years ago, I yeah, guess. That was, that was fourteen. Yeah, feels like a million years ago. But that was when only half the teams made the playoffs. So with the same record, yeah. we would have made it this year. Anyway. Yep. Well, Drew, anything, uh, anything else you want to touch base on? Nothing, man. Um, I think we should. I mean, I don't think we'll necessarily be doing these weekly in the no, off season. No, I think we have another one before the end of the year, though. Yeah. Especially if the, if news starts happening after the MLS Cup. Well, yeah, and I think definitely when the schedule comes out, we'll, oh yeah. we'll want to run through that and uh, start planning our first away days, which is exciting. Yep, and maybe, just maybe, we'll have a guest on. Yeah. Uh, that'll be a yeah. revolutionary concept. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll do that someday again, too. Maybe, yep. might be, yeah, maybe we should try to get somebody from Tucson again. Um, That'd be great. So... so. If you know anybody in Tucson that hasn't been on yet, then uh, shoot us a line. Uh, TimberstealedReport at gmail.com. I'm at Drew J. Olson. Uh, TA Field Report is Kyle's. Yep, yeah, that's what I Pretty use. much. Are we done here? No, I think we're done, Drew. All right. I think we're done. All right, man. Well, it's, it's good to be back in the saddle, even though the feels world nice. is ending. It feels right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so once, probably around Inauguration Day. Our new president. Yeah. The the good side of that is that it also means the MLS schedule will be coming out. So take the good with the bad. Also, speaking of president, you know what's bullshit? I'm going to touch on this real quick. The Timbers didn't go to the White House, did they? No, they didn't. Which yeah. sucks because if they, I want, either they're probably not going to go. I would imagine now. No, but they're not going to go. Yeah. That does suck. Uh, that does suck. I wonder if that's the yeah. first time an MLS team hasn't gone to the White House. Super late. Yep. Not a fan. Not a fan. But again, it wouldn't have made sense for them to go on the D.C. weekend, because God knows I wouldn't have wanted to go on that D.C. weekend. Yeah, well, and the president was out of the country. They wasn't there. Yeah, they were. Thanks, Obama. (laughs) Uh, It's going to get so crappy here. (laughs) All right. All right. Drew, thank you. It was fun. We'll do it again soon. Thanks, man. Everybody listening. Yeah. Catch on the flip. Peace. It all.